The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They do not know until they did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So it will be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. I have a question, though, for you, St. Bernard's. I'm not going to prompt you the right answer, but I expect an answer. Whether I, I don't care what the answer is. I just want an answer. I want a response. So, are you ready? Here's the question. St. Bernard's, are we awake? Yes. Nice. Actually, I think 530 may have done better last night. <laughs> just uh, heads up. I mean, they're, they're, they're catching up. But yeah, we, 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 we've heard about this, we've spoken about this, the idea of being awake, the idea of being alert, being prepared. The season of Advent is such a good season for us because it really is this shifting of time, culture, and everything else. I mean, it's going back from cycle C to cycle A for the readings, it's the changing of the appearance of the, of the church, um, new vestment colors. It's, it's simplifying everything. You know, the, the sanctuary is, is simpler. And it's because we are, in, we, we are entering into a season of preparation, a season of penance, a season and a time to prepare for what? The greatest gift ever, the birth of Jesus Christ. But we can't just rush to the birth. Right, there has to be a time of preparation. Like, could you imagine, this is going to sound a little weird, little kids, earmuffs, but could you imagine if, like, a parent found out they were pregnant and then a week later they, like, had the child? That'd be kind of terrifying, probably. It's like, okay, I'm pregnant, boom, kid! Like, there's a reason they mature in the womb for a period of time. In the same way, we have marriage preparation. In the same way, um, we have all these other things that take time to prepare for the great gift. The other thing about Advent that's, that's really uh, life-giving is the opportunity to slow down. And it probably doesn't feel like that because you've probably just had Thanksgiving and been to like 15 different houses in about two different days. But Advent is meant to be a time of actually doing less compared to what the world tries to tell us in saying do more. Now there's a comparison for us to make today in the gospel. Jesus is telling us to be awake, to be prepared, to be alert. Now the world in the modern era, and even in the last few decades, had another term they like to use, and that term was woke. 
people were woke, when they were with it, when they were hip, when they were alert to, you know, the, the issues of the times. And woke was a, a term constantly used for the civil rights movement, that we were being alert and made aware of issues, prejudices, things that should not have existed between humanity, each other. Unfortunately, this concept of being woke has been uh, manipulated and tweaked and uh, distorted into this modern era where now being woke is where I look for every single microaggression. You know, if, if I were to say they, you'd be like, Father, you said they. I'm like, yeah, them, they, over there. I don't know who else, they. But they is now a triggering word. Or, you know, when we get into any political progressive like, idea, being woke is, um, causes us to be fearful of speaking loving and sometimes necessary truths to one another. It's caused us to actually become so politically correct because we're concerned about the cancel culture that we no longer can actually do what Jesus tells us to do in the gospel, which is proclaim him. Because even that is too sensitive. That's what we're battling, this idea of being woke. Brothers and sisters, as Christians, we have a very different mindset. We are called to be awake. Being awake, the difference is that we look to the minor, little God moments compared to being woke and looking for every single aggressive behavior against us. Being awake allows us to identify God's providence in our lives, even in the most minute ways, compared to being woke, where we're trying to say, everyone's out to get me. Isaiah tells us this in the reading today, to be awake is to walk in the light of the Lord. To be awake means to have eyes like Christ, to be looking for him in one another. When we start looking for the tiniest hints of God's providence in our lives, when we act in that way of being awakened, we fight against the culture of being woke. Everyone's out to get me. Everything's a problem. Everyone's, everyone's wrong but me. When we're awake, we see God's movement. When we're woke, we just get upset. Earlier this week, we, we have our staff meetings and we go through the Gospels and we go through the Gospel and someone had mentioned in the staff meeting the idea of, of God being that, that thief. And I thought, that's weird. I've never heard of that. And one of the commentaries actually references God as the holy thief. Imagine, imagine this holy thief coming in not to steal things and take things away from us, but to steal away the evil. God steals into our lives in unexpected ways. And that could be through the generosity of a stranger. That could be through a smile um, from someone else. That could be through so many different things. If I were to try to look back and, and think about this week alone, like where were the God moments? Where were those, those places where I was awake? I had a call last Sunday uh, from a, a high schooler who said they're interested in becoming Catholic. I'm like, okay, let's, uh, let's sit down and talk. And they, they came in on this week. We sat down and talked. 
Now they come from, from Tennessee, so they've got a lot of Southern Baptist kind of mentality in them. So a lot of their questions were focused on, talk about, talk, tell me about the saints. Tell me about Mary. Tell me about uh, the sacraments. And the, one, the one comment we really got on, he, he was really intrigued by was, he said, what about this, this vengeful God? It, it doesn't seem like we talk about God being very vengeful anymore. He said, no, we, we don't. <laughs> we know that God is merciful, but the word to actually look for in there is God is just. We have a God who loves us, who is kind to us, who is merciful to us, and at the same time is just to our behaviors, our actions, our lives. And there are consequences for things that we do. That's a just God, a loving Father, one who actually wants to redirect us back to Him, not smite us down, not beat on us, not tell us that we're condemned to hell. But if you screw up, you got to fix something. That was a little God moment. This is a, a big God moment, right? This, like, just seeing all of you here, like, having, having my friends here playing music, like, this, this is a big God moment. Another little God moment is this wreath. The individual who made this, um, you know, did it out of the love of their heart. They didn't want any recognition, so I'm not going to say what it is. You can probably figure it out. I'm not going to tell you. The idea, though, is, like, on Saturday, about 1, 2 p.m., it was bare. I was talking to Anne. I said, Anne, where's the wreath? She's like, we got to make it. I'm like, what? Like, how do we make a wreath? I took these pine branches from our pine tree. I wired them in. I set it all up. I'm like, wow, how amazing is this? Because as a priest at my, my previous assignment, I experienced a lot of firsts. But now at St. Bernard's, I experience all those firsts again with you as a pastor. That's really intimidating sometimes. And it's also really life-giving. That's being awake. That's looking and seeing God in the little, little bits of our day. You know, we could be woke to the issues of the times, but really, brothers and sisters, as Christians, being awake is so much better. Because it means our eyes are always directed back to the Lord. Not on all the stuff going on. Another instance of, of this. Last Saturday, I get a phone call to come out and, and visit this individual who is sick on hospice care. They're not going to live much longer. I go out, I find out that they're, they've left the church. They've been away from the church for probably 30, 40 years. I don't know. I go in, I talk to him, I say, do you want to go to confession? Yeah. So, sacrament of confession. Would you like to be anointed? Yeah. Anointing of the sick. Would you like to receive communion? I can do that? Yeah, I brought Jesus, we're fine. Communion. Apostolic pardon. In about 15 minutes, God's mercy flooded into this individual in a way that hadn't in 30 or 40 years. And then yesterday, I celebrated their funeral. God's little moments are constantly happening for us if we're awake to see them. Also, last Sunday, I gave the challenge to write on a little card, Jesus, I give you permission, and then put on there like whatever you want to give him permission to do. And I said, bring him in throughout the week. 
And sure enough, I came in throughout the week, and there were little cards. It was really beautiful. And even the grade school kids did it. You know, they would write on their card, Jesus, I give you permission to help me stop being mean to my sibling. All right, that's good. Jesus, I give you permission to help me do better in school. Awesome. Jesus, I give you permission to help me love you better. Amazing. When we are awake, we look to God. When we're awake, we see God. And so the challenge this week is to every single day, at least once a day, write down some type of moment that you encountered God, you saw God. It could be the littlest thing. It could be, man, the stranger held the door open for me when I had my hands full. There's God. It could be um, someone uh, paid for a meal or something. There's God. It could be, I got all the green lights on my way to work today. There's God. It could be that the train didn't stop me. There's God. It could be in uh, a friend or someone giving you an unexpected call. It could be in, in someone, um, you know, giving you a hug when you needed it but didn't ask for it. So let's be awake to this season of Advent to see God in the little bits, the little pieces, instead of trying to always be woke and looking for all the issues, all the problems, all the things that actually don't really help us. Because the world's going to try to tell us over and over and over again that faith, it's something you can do anywhere. You can do it at home. You, can, you don't need to go to church. You don't need to have some organized religion. They're wrong. And I'm not afraid of being canceled because you can't cancel Jesus. But if we enter in this season of Advent and we prepare our hearts, imagine how amazing that gift will be at Christmas time. Imagine how amazing it would be to go to confession after it's been six months, a year, multiple years. Like, the Lord is ready and waiting because he's merciful. And because he's just, he, he's going to give proper correction because he loves us. The Lord delights in who we are. That's why he's made all of this. He didn't just make this for the sake of making it. He made it because he thought of you. He thought of you from the moment before you even came into existence. So that's our challenge. Let's be awake to the God moments throughout this week. Let's write those down. And then when you get to next week, just look back over them. And start to train our minds and our hearts to look for that more than all the, all the other stuff. Because that stuff's always going to be there. But it doesn't need our attention. It doesn't merit our attention. We want to be awake to God's movement in our lives.